0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Making Sense of Sense. Well, what a week it has been from the elections to FTX, crypto's largest exchange, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy last Friday. Sam Bankman Fried, also known as the next mogul of crypto, hailing from the Bahamas, saw his net worth literally plunge overnight with funny money from roughly $16 to only $1 billion due to uh, crypto's plunge and not real hard assets. Um, and also the lottery win and mass layoffs across big tech social media platforms, from Meta laying off more than 1,000 workers which is a record amount ever for the company, uh, to even Twitter laying off more than 3,500 employees uh, to the lottery. (laughs) Um, That big news around uh, the win. Uh, There was one out of a 200th millionth chance of winning that prize, but it was actually accomplished by someone. And of course, the lower than expected inflationary report that came out last week, below 8%, hooray, (laughs) Although the Fed doesn't plan on tapering back just yet, this is a great sign that they may pull back with aggressive hikes into 2023, Q1 into Q2. And with the latest PPI producer price index reading also coming out this morning of currently November 16th, this is even grander news. Uh, Time to celebrate that inflation has officially peaked in the U.S., while Overseas in England, it's currently raging above 11%, which is a record not seen in more than 40 years there. Luckily, nothing lasts forever, as we've seen with rate hikes and rampant inflation here in the U.S., and only time will tell on when the ECB over there will have to hike as aggressively as, as Powell did in the Fed here in the States. Well, is your head spinning yet after all this news? <laughs> Hopefully not, since if you're concerned about possible layoffs on the horizon or even election results that are still trickling in and there seems to, to have been been um, runoff elections that will be going on in December. Or if, if your crypto holdings have completely plunged or you may be uh, in in the NFL and wondering who the prize ad spots will go to now, whatever boat you may be in, whatever questions may be lingering Always planning for the worst and hoping for the best will always be in your best interest, especially when the good times still last and prevail. During bad times, we tend to over-rationalize due to short-term panic and become more emotion-prone within our portfolio to outside just life decisions and may not make the most wise moves during that time. And as a result, we must always stay prudent and rational and most importantly also consistent um, throughout the way and and to confirm you aren't blindsided by all the extraneous macroeconomic climate headwinds and results happening throughout the world right now. It's best to develop a plan you can trust and periodically monitor your risk tolerance through to just make sure it isn't so aggressive that every time the market is down, let's say 5 to 10%, your behavior or perspective won't flip flop and change. If it does, and you find that you're more aggressive or your personality has completely flipped on its head, that means you're either taking too much or too little risk uh, that you clearly cannot stomach. I find that this is a really good rule of thumb that I check in. With myself for, and if I find I'm more excited on the days the markets are rallying, such as last week uh, during the bear market rally after October's inflationary report came in lower as expected, as a huge relief to equities in particular who trade based on future expected earnings results and uh, prosper on lower borrowing costs. Um, With this inflationary report, recorded below 8%, risk assets soared, um, most predominantly big tech and investment yields declined due to higher net present values based on those future expected earnings for equities. Um, then I realized that I must shift my risk tolerance to be less aggressive since my emotions get in the way and I'm, I'm feeling uh, that they shouldn't completely be dictated by the performance of my portfolio. You should have a strong correlation ultimately Since as much as you can allocate to your net worth to the markets um, is the most tax advantage long term to just compound true wealth and financial freedom, but also make sure to have an appropriate threshold, even with your emotions. This is always something to keep in mind as the world sometimes feels like it's spinning on its head (laughs) As long as the economy is seen to to still be reliant, and and right now it looks like we may be out of the woods as inflation has seemed to peak with consumers holding back just a tad and job openings are slowing a bit and borrowing like crazy is is abating while treasuries are are already dipping. We may avoid a recession altogether and and the Fed may be able to engineer that soft landing uh, as they promised into 2023. Only time will tell. And speaking of a recession and the basis of luck, with the 1.6, 1.8, maybe even $2 billion lottery drawing last week, I want to dive into the dangerous mindset and addiction to playing the lottery. Now, the reason the powerball has climbed that high, besides just more buyers um, buying ticket sales and, and in turn increasing the jackpot total, inflation, interest rates considering inflation um, have all played in effect here. Um, with decreasing our purchasing power, with too many dollars chasing too few goods, it inflates the price of things, including the lottery ticket. And whenever I see a jackpot get higher, ironically more people end up playing. This makes sense, uh, but for me it actually deters me from playing since your odds of winning get smaller. And what strikes me about looking back in history at lottery drawings across the board from the past few decades is that during the worst economic times people actually prefer to gamble even more and splurge on tickets in vegas <laughs> for some reason they feel luckier and in more hope that they may magically be saved this is one of the most dangerous mindsets to have not to mention just incredibly addicting and inopportunistic especially In the long run, and playing anything from gambling to options trading should be taken moderately and not a monthly, let alone weekly or daily habit. Definitely not. Uh, Maybe yearly is fine, (laughs) like I do. But just like active managers do not historically beat out passive managers over time, the same goes for believing you hold the keys to the kingdom and have somewhat of a better chance of winning when your financial circumstances aren't faring as well. Flip that narrative on its head instead and, and play when your discretionary income says you can and it can cover all your living expenses. To make your odds of winning a higher and and a higher jackpot and, and actually put that ball in your court, just like setting a monthly budget and, and routine spending savings investing plan with maybe following the 50-30-20 method of spending Roughly 50% of your take-home pay on emergencies and, and non-negotiables and 30% of it investing it and 20% in discretionaries after you've maxed out your paycheck to get your free cash back from your retirement accounts. Once you retire, maxing those out and reducing your marginal income tax bracket that way and also pay down all toxic and good debt, too, as, as preferred, then you can splurge occasionally. But realize that playing the lottery, whether you won previously or not with a track record, it's not usually worth it in the long run. Plus, the funny thing is, lottery winners are more likely to be in more debt than if they didn't win, especially since financial literacy rates in this country are embarrassingly low and far lower than they really should be for such an advanced developed nation with top ivy league schools and institutions that really prioritize education. Anyways, if you're gambling anything or taking on more risk, risk whatever you're willing to lose at the end of the day. More risk does not per se guarantee more return. It could, but more often than not, especially when you're gambling in the lottery, timing and luck is uncontrollable, and it's not in your court. It's not in your control. Plus, if you do win, I would advise to have a game plan beforehand on how you actually plan on spending each dollar. (laughs) You could be as miserable and sadly even in more debt than if you didn't win. That's a sad truth of life, yet helpful reminder Um, About it. And money doesn't buy happiness after all, once your base needs are covered. And the most priceless things in life, according to studies and probably your own experience, is that the most priceless things are really worth it in the end. And work hard for something yourself and you'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate the sacrifice, pain, sweat, and tears from it instead. Even if it's worth only 1% of that billion dollar jackpot so if you like this episode guys give it a thumbs up and just just let us know if you're interested in hearing anything else or or your thoughts on this past week's um, manic week uh in the news and across the markets to elections to crypto uh to to crypto's harsh winter um and and ftx and crashing all overnight like just like 2008 lehman brothers and, and bear Stearns all over again see you guys next week